Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that is coming to you on this YouTube channel, go hit that subscribe button. Go like and comment on all my videos. But if you're listening to this on the podcast, give me a five-star review, some comments, some likes. It means a lot. Helps me get more content out to you guys, some more sponsors. But today, guys, we're going to talk about the Texas Spring Game. I am going to uh, deep dive into it and give you guys some deep down analysis of my Nino's Corner number, the NCN. So for all you folks who are listening to this as a first time listener, I'm going to give you just a little bit of insight on what the NCN is. The Nino's Corner number or NCN is basically a QBR uh, for offensive skill positions, whether it's the wide receiver, the tight end or the running back. I'm also going to track, um, you know, some uh, successful plays, and that metric when it comes to the quarterbacks also. So we're going to get into some deep dive, you know, just metrics and analysis when it comes to uh, Hudson Card and Casey Thompson. But getting back to the NCN, guys, it's like a QBR for the offensive skill positions, tracks the effectiveness, the efficiency of these players. And I have a bunch of metrics that I actually use, whether it is successful plays, explosive plays, uh, TDs per target, um, you know, explosive plays per target, uh, first downs per target, first downs, total yards, a whole nine. There's like nine different variables that I have in this metric that I use to calculate an, an efficient number uh, for the different offensive skill position players. So once you guys hear me talk about NCN, just notice that it's the Nino's corner number and that tracks the efficiency and the effectiveness of offensive skill players. So, hey, since I've already told you guys about all of this, let's go ahead and get into the metrics. All right, folks, let's get it started with the wide receivers. So if anybody would have told you that the best Texas wide receiver during the spring game was going to be Kai Money, if they told you that prior to the Texas spring game happening, you need to tell that person to go buy some lottery tickets today because they are a very lucky person. Let's go ahead and get into these metrics, man. Kai Money, he had an NCN for the receivers, guys, 76.11. That's an astounding number. That is great. That is awesome. He had seven targets. He had six receptions. 85.71 catch percentage, 79 yards, 11.2 uh, yards per target, and 13.7 yards per reception. Not only did he have that, guys, but Kai Money uh, basically had 32 yards after contact, or yak, and his yak yardage equated for 40.5% of his total yardage. He had no drops. And, you know, which basically equated to no drops per target or reception. The next guy on the list who came in um, as the second best wide receiver during the spring game was Avante Woodard. So very proud to see that he has stepped up in the spring game. He's one of those guys that has been cooking here in the kitchen for a while, man. He came out of high school as a highly touted wide receiver, um, but his NCN was a 55.49, five targets, four receptions for an 80% catch percentage, 43 yards, guys, 8.6 yards per target, 10.75 yards per reception. He also had, when it comes to Yak, Avante Woodard had 21 yards of Yak, which equated to 
48.84% of his total yardage, and he also had no drops. Now let's go to the next guy in the line, guys. We just talked about Avanti Warded at 55.49. The next um, wide receiver uh, when it comes to the NCN was Jordan Whittington, 49.05 NCN receiving. Now, guys, mind you, let me just tell you guys, the NCN, the average NCN for an offensive skill player position is 40 points. So anything above 40 is above average. Um, so Kai Money, you know, him having that 76.11 was extremely above average. Avante Water 55.49 was better than any wide receiver last season um, as a as a as a totality for the 2020 season. But Jordan Whittington, 49.05 guys, seven targets, five receptions, 71.43 catch percentage. Uh, he had uh, 55 yards, um, 7.86 yards per target, 11 yards per reception. And he had a bunch of yak too. When we talk about Jordan Whittington, what I like about him, he had 17 yards of yak, uh, 30.91 percentage when it comes to his yak yards. Guys like him, um, guys like the Kai Money guys that, you know, like that play in that slot, even though Jordan Whittington didn't really play in the slot this game, but they're like running backs with the balls and with the ball in their hands. Um, it's just good to see that once these guys get the ball in their hands, they make plays after the play. He also had no drops. Next guy in line after Jordan Whittington with the 49.05. The next guy in line, guys, it's going to be Mochi, man. Kevante Dixon, three targets, one reception, so a 33.33% catch percentage. 23 yards, 7.67 yards per target, 23 yards per reception. Moochie, uh, just with that one catch, man, I don't think he had too much of yak after this one catch. I think Moochie only had, let's say, let's take a look, Kevante Dix, he only had four yards of yak for, for an average of 17.39% of his total yardage. Um, he had no drops. All right, next guy in line is Troy Mary. Great to see Troy and Mary back on the field, guys. He had three targets, one reception, 33.33%, 22 yards, um, 7.33 yards per target, 22 yards per reception. Uh, the good thing about Troy Miri, guys, we all know that he is coming off of that ACL injury last year. He had six yards after contact, so an average of 27.27 um, What? Yak yards for his total yards. Uh, he had no drops either, but good to see he was wearing a black jersey though, so a no contact jersey. But he looked good out there, fluid, very tall kid, six, uh, three, six, four, 200, and, and I think 22 to, to uh, 225 pounds. Uh, just a good prospect out there. I can't wait to see him here this season. Um, and our last wide receiver that, I, that I'm going to cover on this list, guys. Well, no, not my last, but my. My second and last, let's talk about Marcus Washington. He had a 38.9 NCN receiving, four targets, two receptions, guys, 26 yards. Um, one thing about Marcus Washington that I liked in this game, caught some very tough balls that we will get to in, in the next part of this section. Um, he had eight yards of yak, so 30.77% of his total yards were yak yards, yards after catch, and he had one drop. Now it's a pretty crucial job there on the first drive from um, Hudson Card, but uh, he redeemed himself, and we'll talk about that later on. And the last person we're going to talk about is a guy that we uh, wanted to have so much hype for this year. And I know it's just a spring game, it's just one game, so don't take too much of this. But Josh Moore, 23.43 NCN receiving, five targets, three receptions, 60% um, catch percentage, 34 yards, 6.8 yards per target, 113 
3 yards per reception guys um so he also um he had 8 yards of yak equating to 23.53 uh total yards he had one drop also um so his drops per target is 20% and drops per reception 33.33% guys so if we go back and look and just rank these guys Kai Money 76.11 for the NCN uh, the next person in line was Avante Warded at 55.49 next person in line was Marcus Washington at 38.9 next person is Kevonte Dixon 38.69 then Troy Amiri uh, with uh, 38.38. And sorry, guys, Jordan Whittington was actually third with 49.05. And then Josh Moore at 23.43. All right, guys, let's go. And we're going to talk next. And on the next side of this, about the first downs per target and where these, where these, uh, these Texas players ranked. All right, folks, now we're going to talk about first downs per target. And Hey, guess who's ranked number one for wide receivers from first down for target? Yes, guys, if you guess Kai Money, it was right. Seven targets, five first downs for 71.43% first downs per target. Uh, the next person on this list when it comes to wide receivers at 60% is Avante Woodard. Five targets, three first downs. The next person on this list, folks, is uh, 50% Marcus Washington, two first downs on four targets. Um, the next person, guys, is Jordan Whittington at 42.86%. Um, so three first downs on seven targets. And then we're going to go down to Josh Moore, two first downs on five targets for 40%. And we had two people tie for the last spot there, 33.33%. One first down on, on three targets targets for Troy Amiri as well as Calvante Dixon. All right, let's go to the to the next side, guys, and we're going to talk about um, explosive plays per target here on the next side. All right, guys, let's go ahead and dig into these explosive plays and these successful plays per target. All right, guys, explosive plays per target. Who led Texas with explosive plays per target? Um, it was Kai Money at the wide receiver position, three explosive plays on, I guess, seven targets for 42.86%. The next person in line uh, was at 33.3%. We had two people tied for that, and that was Troy Amiri, and that was Kevante Dixon. Uh, one is supposed to play on three targets. Uh, the next person in line there, guys, is going to be Jordan Woodington at two explosive plays per seven targets at 28.57%. And then it goes down to 25%. Marcus Washington, one out of four targets and 20% tie for last place with Josh Moore, as well as Avante Woodard, one out of five targets. Guys, now when we talk about explosive plays, explosive plays you want to have, uh, you want to try to get around that 20% range. If you can get uh, just at that 20% range, you're you're doing something good. So that's what we like to see when it comes to the explosive plays. It is pretty high for a wide receiver, but let's 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 try to get it up there between the 15 to to 20% range. And we're looking at a at a really good prospect when it comes to the wide receiver position for the, the totality of a season. Now let's go over to the successful plays. Okay, folks, who was the most successful wide receivers when it comes to successful plays? And when I talk about successful plays, folks, what I'm saying is um, uh, uh, on, on first down, you're getting at least half the distance that you need to get a first down. On second down, you're getting at least 70% of that uh, yardage. And on third down, you're getting at least 
uh, not not at least you got to get all the yardage needed to get a first down to be successful. Um, and on fourth down, you got to get all the, all the yardage to be successful. So successful plays six out of Kai Money's seven targets were successful. Eighty five point seven one percent successful play per target. Now, once we go up here, we got two people here tied at 60% successful plays per target. That's Josh Morton and that's Avante Woodard at three out of five um, uh, targets were, were successful in nature. Jordan Woodington at um, three um, out of seven, 42.86%. And we had a couple folks tied at 33%, Kevante Dixon and Troy Murray. Um, so one out of three. And we had actually had two guys that were no, one guy at 50 percent that's marcus washington um so what is that uh two out of four targets were uh successful plays so if we go ahead and rack and set these again kai money at number one at 85.71 percent uh followed by avante wooded at 60 percent and then followed by uh josh moore at 60 percent as well then followed by marcus washington at 50 percent then jordan whittington at 42.86 percent and then troy Marion and kevante dixon uh, rounding it out at 33.33%. All right, next we're going to talk about the tight ends. So when it comes to the tight ends and receptions, we all know that the tight end position is one of the hardest positions when it, you know to actually score on, a, on an NCN or any kind of grading scale because just the limited amount of touches that the tight ends get, unless you have a guy like a, Travis Kelsey or or Kittle or somebody of, of that stature who is the go-to number one wide receiver slash tight end on a team. But when it comes to the spring game, guys, the the leading tight end when it came to the NCN was uh, Gunnar Helm with 141.06. Uh, just truly outstanding, guys. One target, one reception, 41 yards on that. A throw by Kai Money, by the way. Um, he had, of course, a first down. It was it was a, a successful play. It was a, it, it was an explosive play. Also, he had eight yards um, um, after catch. Of course, no drops because he was one for one. So, yeah, it's just very hard. So I'm just you know I just go through this pretty quickly when it comes to the uh, the NCNs. The next person in line, guys, when it comes to tight ends, you got to give props, man. I was very impressed with Juan Davis, man. Two out of two. So two targets, two receptions, 100% catch percentage, 24 yards, um, one first down for Juan Davis, as well as uh, one explosive play. And both the plays that he caught were successful plays in nature. But out of those yards, he got 23 of his of his yardage was yak yards, meaning that 95.8% of his yards were, were actually yak yards. I like Juan Davis a lot. I think he's going to be somebody pretty good. He's a very fluid guy, very fluid athlete. I remember seeing him in high school, and uh, he, he played all over the field. So Juan Davis is one of those guys that's going to be somebody who's going to be very productive and probably stretch the field for us here at the tight end position. Next tight end is the guy that you know I'm the president of this guy's fan club, and that's Jared Wiley, 76.56 percent well not, well not percent but 76.56 force ncn receptions two targets two receptions 100 percent catch percentage 20 yards um okay of course uh 10 yards per target and also 10 yards per reception one first down one explosive play 
and two successful plays, guys. And he had three yards at the catch. Usually he has a lot of yards at the catch, but uh, you know, but these plays were just designed for him to get to the sideline and, and just kind of get these plays you know, just over and done. But Jared Wiley is is a beast. I think he's going to be a guy that should be playing a lot here on the 40 this year and next year as well. And the next guy on the list, guys, is Kay Brewer. Kay Brewer, one target, one reception. He had an NCN receiving of 65.78. Um, so 100% catch percentage, six yards, guys, one first down, uh, one uh, successful play. No explosive plays, of course, because no plays were over 15 yards, and he had no yak. So, K. Brewer is it's just old, consistent. You know, he's gonna get you what it needs to get to 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 move the chains, and it's nothing wrong with that. Next guy on the list is Braden Braden Lybrock. He uh, had a, a minus 3.5. Nine. That's because he only had one target. He had no reception. So, no receptions on one target. Um, so negative 3.59. And the last person on the list is Malcolm Epps, who we just found out uh, is entering the transfer portal, you know, just seeing the talent that's above him with uh, with the Gunner Helm, with the Juan Davis, with, uh, you know, Kate Brewer coming back and also with a Jerry Wiley. Um, so he had a negative 44.39. He had one one reception on, on two targets, guys, two yards, um, no first downs, of course, no explosive plays. You know, for Malcolm Epps, no successful plays, and he had a drop. The drop is what brought that number down drastically. But that is the tight end position, folks. And now we're going to go into the running back position. All right, folks, for the running back positions, we actually calculate an NCN total, right? So the NCN total is the combination of the NCN rushing and the NCN reception. So it's 85% NCN rushing um, plus the 15% for the NCN receptions. And that gets you the NCN total for running back. So it, 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 it basically showcases running backs who could be that, that dual threat running back running backs who can be that, that running back that can be a three down back, a guy who can be in first down, and second down pounding the ball but also stay on the field and catch the ball from the backfield sort of like your Christian McCaffrey's your your uh, Alvin Kamara's running backs of that nature in that stature so when we talk about these running backs we're going to talk about the NCN rushing first and then we're going to break down to the NCN receptions and then after that we're going to talk about the NCN totals for those who qualified uh, to actually have an NCN total based upon the number of targets and receptions that they got in the reception game All right, folks, when it comes to the NCN for the running backs, let's go ahead and start off with our bell cow here, and that's Bijan Robinson. He had an, an NCN rushing, guys, of 75 points, which is just very high for a running back, guys. I don't think you guys just understand how successful that is for a running back. Um, he had an NCN receptions of 43.05. Uh, when you do the calculation to get the NCN total, you're getting 70.03. Very efficient for a guy like Bijan Robinson. You can't knock it. Actually, his, his NCN rushing was uh, 74.79. Next guy on the list, guys, we're going to talk about Roshan Johnson. He had a 34.45 NCN rushing. Um, when you take a look at his, at his NCN receiving, he actually um, led – uh, all the all the running backs in the NCN receptions at 46.82 uh, points. And when you do the calculation for him, his total NCN total comes out to a 36.30. Uh, 
uh, three, which we got to take a grain of salt with that. Let's look at Rojo. Rojo played with the second team, um, the second team offense. So he had second team offensive line. We know that the, that the second team defensive line is 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 at a better stage right now than that second team offensive line. So Rojo didn't get a chance to run behind those those big uglies on the first team like Bijan did. And the next guy we're going to talk about on this list, and that is Gabriel Watson. Gabriel Watson um, had a NCN rushing folks of um, fifty. Uh, 7.28 and he had an ncn receiving of negative 7.09 and we'll get into uh, some of those reasons why his ncn receiving was so bad um but yeah his total ncn was a 47.63 what i liked about gabriel watson um he is the fcs transfer if i'm not mistaken uh he's a he's, he's a pretty big guy about six six foot or six foot one about 235 pounds he's a bulldozer um it's the kind of player that we're going to see rojo be in in this season he's going to be that that bulldozer going behind that first team offensive line that's what gabriel watson was was going on now if we take a look at some of the uh, reception stats for these folks. Let's take a look at Gabriel Watson. We talked about him with a negative 7.09. And the reason why he had uh, six targets, three receptions, but he had two drops. Okay, 21 yards, two first downs, uh, three, all three of his catches for successful plays and 18 yards after contact. So the majority of his yards, yards after contact, meaning that he got them, or I'm sorry, yards, yards after catch, meaning that uh, most of those yards were at the line of scrimmage and and forward. So little swing routes and things of that nature. But he had two drops. That's what brought his number down so much. Um, let's take a look at Rojo, who actually led all the running backs when it comes to the NCN receiving at 46.82. Rojo had two targets. Targets, two receptions, 100% catch percentage, 17 yards, um, uh, one first down when it comes to uh, the receiving. Uh, let's see what else he had. One successful play and 13 yards after catch. Um, so pretty much the majority of his yards, 13 out of those 17 yards were yards after catch. And Bijan, Bijan had a... 43.05 NCN receiving, uh, four targets, four receptions, 28 yards, one first down, three successful plays, uh, and 28 yards after catch. So all of his yards are yards after catch, meaning they were either balls caught at the line of scrimmage or behind it, and he had no drops. But, um, yeah, those are the NCN totals, the NCN receptions, and the NCN rushing for those three. We also had one other person. Uh, Daniel Young, um, who who came back, he opted out last season due to COVID, and he didn't have enough uh, stacks to qualify him um, for um, the NCN receptions, but he did have enough stats for NCN rushing. 18.47 was his NCN rushing, so four attempts, um, eight yards, uh, two yards per attempt, no first downs, no explosive plays, no successful plays, no fumbles, but um, he was going also with that second team offensive line. Uh, so let's take a look and we're going to talk about these guys first downs um, and the first down per target rate. Uh, so Bijan, uh, his first down per target rate. Uh, let's take a look. First downs, Bijan had um, it's like two first downs on nine attempts. Um, which basically put him at a 22.22% first down per attempt. Uh, the next guy on the list is Roshan Johnson. Uh, he had zero first downs, guys, so zero um, 
a zero first down per attempt. And Gabriel Watson had three first downs. And those those three first downs put Watson um, at a percentage three out of nine is 33.33% first downs per attempt. And that's what you want that number to be for a running back. It's around the 30 to 33% mark because you want your running back to be able to every third carry have a first down. So if I trust my running back enough, I can give that guy the ball three times in a row and I know he's going to give me a first down. That's 33.33%, one out of three carries. That's what you want. Um now let's take a look at the last category here. We're going to talk about the successful plays for per attempt. The successful plays per per attempt. Bijan Robinson had. Uh, let's take a look. How many successful plays did Bijan have? Uh, let's take a look at this number here. We're looking at five. He had five successful plays on those nine attempts for fifty-five point six successful play per attempt um, average. Uh, next guy on the list is Rojo. He had one successful play on his eight attempts um, for a 12.5% successful play per attempt. Um, the next guy on the list, guys, is going to be Gabriel Watson. Seven out of his nine plays were successful plays, 77.8%. I was really intrigued with uh, Watson. I like to watch him play. Um, like I said, he was uh, just a fire plug. He, he, he got in the hole and he, and he did some damage. Uh, he always had a bunch of yards after uh, contact also. But I think that that role is going to be delegated down there to Rojo this upcoming season. And Watson's going to be that guy. It's going to be a short line, goal line guy, possibly on the goal line to go get us some touchdowns. But guys, um, let's go ahead and take a pause here for a minute. And I'll come back and we'll wrap up on all these stats and what this means for this team. All right, folks, now we're going to talk about the quarterback position. And I don't do NCNs for the quarterbacks because there's already a metric out there called the QBR, right? But what I do do for them is the success rates. And I already explained to you guys what a successful play is, right? Half of the amount of yardage on first down, 70% of the yardage on, on second down to get a first down. Then on third and fourth down, you got to get 100% of the yardage needed on those downs to for that play to be successful. So when we're looking at these successful plays, when it comes to the passing and the rushing, uh, when it comes to Hudson Card and Casey Thompson, uh, Casey Thompson's passing successful plays was at 48%. The average for NCAA that I've been doing here for the past four or five years has been around 40%. When it comes to the passing game for Hudson Card, um, he was above average also at 43%. So he had a success rate of 43% compared to Thompson's 48%. Um, when it comes to the rushing side of the house, Thompson had 100% success rate when it comes to rushing, and Hudson Cars were zero. All right, but guys, what does this mean? It means that the total success rate for Casey Thompson's run 49%, and the total success rate for Hudson Carr was at 39%. This means absolutely nothing, people. Don't get in the frenzy about this. Hudson Carr played with the second-team offense and second-team offensive line. He had a little bit more pressure on it than Casey Thompson did. Um, Casey uh, played with the first team. It looked like he was a little bit more poised there in the first half. Um, you know, he had a drop ball from Josh Moore for a touchdown that would have boosted his stats up a little bit more, but it is what it is. And Hudson Card actually was a little bit rattled, I think, in the first half, but really come down in the second half and had some really good throws. Touchdown pass to Marcus Washington. That was a thing of beauty. So we take a look at one more stat before we head out of here today, guys. We're going to take a look at the quarterback passing success rate per down. So on first down, 
uh, Hudson Card had a success rate of 50% compared to Casey's 57%. All right. On second down, Hudson Card had a success rate of 43% compared to Casey's 60%. And on third down, they both fell below the NCAA average of 40%. Uh, Hudson Card had a 14% um, uh, success rate uh, compared to Casey Thompson's 27%. And on fourth down, this is where uh, Hudson Card shined. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he had that one play that went for a touchdown on fourth down, or it was a first down. Either way, it was a, a successful play, 100% success rate on fourth down compared to Casey's 0%. What does this mean, guys? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, the only thing that we should be worried about is that nobody got injured in this game, but I know that we all want to freak out about something when it comes to Texas football, especially the spring game and the quarterbacks. So, on to the next side of the section, guys, where we're going to wrap this thing up. All right, guys, we're back, man. Appreciate you guys for sitting here and listening to the NCN stats. You know, you guys know I kind of geek out on the stats, but I'm glad that you guys are able to listen and understand just some of these stats and some of the ways that we get these numbers to come up. And just, uh, you know, just a little bit of overreaction from a spring game that means nothing. But I know you guys were, were going to like this and enjoy the stats. People love numbers and stats. But I can't wait to track this stuff for you guys here in the in the upcoming season. It's going to be an amazing season. Like I said, I've been tracking these, this, this NCN, this Nino's Corner number here for the last four or five years. It's been a, a really good journey doing that. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a great season. I can't wait to track it. I can't wait to see what Sark's offense is going to look like and how these players are going to actually adapt to this offense. But I do have some news to, to, to actually tell you guys. When it comes to the to the NCN number, I got some 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 good things that I'm cooking up here for you guys that should be ready in the next in the next probably two to three weeks. But it's going to all revolve around the NCN number and it's going to be something big to where it'd be something that can showcase this on a on a daily and a weekly basis. So more news to follow on what I got coming out. Uh, I can't wait to share with you guys. But like I always tell you guys, man, we're going to end this. I always, and I always tell you guys, do you, man. Don't be afraid to fail. I grow your environment, understand your brilliance. And uh, on that note, guys, salute to you guys, man. appreciate you guys for tuning in to the channel. Um, it's been a pleasure to talk to you guys about these stats. Like I say, these are stats that are nothing because it's a spring game, but it's going to be something when it comes to um, the season. So thank you guys for rocking with me on this, man. I appreciate you guys, man. Nino's Corner, I'm out.